Blog Talk Radio. Radio show on blogtalkradio.com starring the coolest animal communicator in the universe. I said that in the universe. Laura okay. Sinfield, the pet psychic. <laughs> hey, everyone. Call I'm Laura Sinfield, the pet psychic, and I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. You can call in right now at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Chat room is open. You can find that on your Blog Talk Radio homepage. And there's a list of open chats, and you'll find the Pet Psychic is open because people are chatting in there already. Welcome to the show. Hey, Laura. How's it going? Good. I called you the uh, coolest animal communicator in the universe. I know, and I sort of feel like I am. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly are in uh, in our world here uh, on the Pet Psychic Radio Show. <laughs> besides Stormy right now, Stormy's smiling at me. He's thinking he's the coolest animal communicator in the universe. That's true. Let's uh, not Stormy. forget Storm King. Is, oh, can you ask him right now, is he going to do the uh, words of wisdom today? Does he want okay, us to wake him? It's really important, okay? In one hour, you're going to do words of wisdom, and I want you to think of something so when I wake you up, it's quick. All right? So think of some words of wisdom. I got tons of them inside of me, he says. Oh, right. we know. So we know. Up, sometimes when I wake you up, you look like, what? What are you bothering me for? You know the day, <laughs> it's my nap time. Okay. Hey, so I want to. I just want to butt in with my first. Uh, I want to be the first caller because I have a question. Um, okay. Last oh, a couple, like a couple months ago, I had asked you on the show about Fenway's haircut, and he told me like what kind of haircut he wanted and all this stuff. And now that it's hot, and I'm wondering because he didn't want a short haircut before. Um, now that it's kind of really hot here in L.A., does he want a shorter haircut or he still wants the same haircut? Okay, but when you did it, didn't you do something where you shaved his belly or something? Didn't you give him a shorter haircut than what he had? Um, well, I had when I first got him, I gave him a really, like, funny haircut. And then the second time when I asked you, you know, uh, when I asked him with you, he said, don't give me that short haircut again. Oh, okay, but he so then he does remember what that short haircut feels like. Yes, and I'm wondering okay. now that it's super hot, but, does he want the short haircut or does he want the regular haircut or a totally different haircut altogether? Okay, and just for all of you out there who love Fenway, Fenway has an Instagram page, right? Oh, yes, Account. he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if anyone wants to follow Fenway, he's an Aussie doodle. He's two years old, um, and he's on Instagram. His name is Fenway Doodle. All one word. <laughs> so cute. And I'm the pet psychic cool on Instagram. Okay, so let's get Fenway. Fenway, are you listening? My mom already knows what I want. I'm ready to go wild. She can give me like a really cool haircut. I was thinking maybe having a, a mohawk or something. And or what about short legs and socks on? <laughs> you know what he's talking about? No, but that sounds funny. <laughs> I wonder if there's a poodle that has that he knows a poodle somewhere that has the balls at the end. Mhm. Does he want like kind of a semi poodle cut? Do you want, like, a semi-poodle cut? 
I want it to be stylish and fun. I'm ready to be more unique. Fenway, you're already super unique, and you're still kind of shy. So you, you are ready to have, like, more people look at you because of your hairdo? I'm getting hot in my chest. So I could do shorter. But I kind of like the idea of something funky. Okay. Have you been thinking about something like a mohawk or something yeah yeah i have i mean he kind of has like a slight like a very slight not a mohawk but it's kind of a little bit mohawkish but oh, not like a real more. mohawk he wants he it wants extreme like a real mohawk. oh my gosh <laughs> I all right would luca do it no no, Luca wouldn't have a mohawk. I tried to get him. Oh. You know, he's such a little pretty boy, Luca. <laughs> you should see him looking at me with that. Luca has this way. It's so funny. Where he looks at me out of, like, and his, it's like he's got this, like, stuffed animal head. And then his eyes sort of just move. <laughs> and his head doesn't move, but his eyes move. And he looks at me out of the corner of his eye, like, uh, yeah, I'm so naughty. <laughs> that's so cute alright so thank you it. so much yeah I'll uh, I'll think about it yeah I mean I'll I can't believe how great he's getting his personality is changing he is he's coming out of his shell yeah <laughs> alright so let's talk to our first caller uh, who is Kimberly with Angel the mixed Pitt and Shepard, who passed away in February. Um, she spoke with you last year when Angel was sick and in pain um, and oh. went to have acupuncture treatments and in Calabasas. So she wants to know oh. what went wrong, and they never really figured out So how she is now. So I guess just figuring out what's going on. Let's find out. Uh, hey, Kimberly. Um, so tell us again... Um, what you still don't know what happened with Angel? Uh, yeah, no. Angel got sick in November of last year. Uh, she just stopped eating, and um, she she woke up one morning. She was just whimpering in pain, and I took her to the doctor, and they thought that she had, um, you know, pulled something in her neck, and they gave her some medication. That seemed like it helped a little bit. But then she stopped eating altogether. She got dehydrated. She was in uh, the hospital in December. And then when she got out, I, I had contacted you guys, I believe, in December, and you suggested the um, place in Calabasas, and she went for several acupuncture treatments, and that seemed like it was helping for a little while. But she had started to walk sideways and funny, and then she stopped eating again. And then, then one morning she just woke up screaming in pain and couldn't get her out of the pain and, you know, and the eating thing was just like a horrendous thing and took her to the vet and they said that um, they had done a lot of tests but they didn't get to do an MRI because they wanted to to charge like 4000 or something. I couldn't afford that. So um, they were saying that they couldn't do any more treatments on her because it it would probably, uh, you know, make it worse instead of getting better. So she passed away I had to have her put down. So I was just wondering how her experience was when she passed over and how she's doing now. Okay, let's get Angel. She's so beautiful. I love the picture that you posted on the page, too. She doesn't oh. look like an angel in that picture. Oh, thank you. Okay, Angel, tell us how you're doing. She said her experience of passing over was scary at first. I didn't know what to expect, but I kept feeling these really warm hands on me, and it felt really peaceful to be touched like that. Was that you touching her? Yes. I, um, her head was in my lap, and I was rubbing her the whole time. Oh, yeah. That really helped her. It helped take away the fear. Yeah. I was trying to explain to her about heaven, but... You know, she was in so much pain and kind of out of it. I don't know if she got it or not. Here, let me see. 
the thing about it was that I was still scared. It helped her talking to me. She said that she feels like it also helped you stay settled. Yeah. Because you seemed peaceful. But when I got to heaven, I met this really strong man. And he said to me, come here and sit on my lap. And I just sat on his lap and he hugged me. And he told me he would take good care of me. (laughs) And we went for a really long walk. And I felt safe with him. Do you know who that man is? He looks like like someone who has really strong forearms. Do you know who that would be? It could be my grandfather if, if, he, if he's a short man. <laughs> if he's a short man, was he really strong in life? He, yeah, he had really strong forearms because, you know, he worked with his, with his hands uh, outside oh. contracting. Yeah, that's him then. That's him. Yeah, that's neat. Usually they show me something about themselves that will pinpoint who they are, you know. Well, that's good. Yeah. The man, too, looks really healthy. Like, he looks solid. Like, he looks younger than a grandpa, but he's probably just showing himself younger, you know, when he was the happiest. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he took care of him. He was in his late 80s. I think he was 89 when he died, but he was still... You know, going strong, fixing his own meals and all that stuff. So. Oh, good. <laughs> he was oh, strong. Angel thanks for hanging out. come and visit us? Yeah, I come and visit them all the time. Oh. She says she does this running thing where she launches herself on the bed. <laughs> and then I just lie with them. Oh, cool. I like that. That's what she used to do when she was alive. Oh, she did. Oh, how neat. And That's she the... says that she looks at you smiling, too. Like, she tries to send you this picture of her with really happy eyes and, like, a relaxed mouth smiling at you. Oh, uh, well, you know, I, I I know I have her urn, her sealed urn, and her picture next to my bedside, so I always consider her sleeping with me. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's probably why she mentioned the bed. Oh. Oh. Does she know what was wrong with her? Like, was it a tumor? I I could never figure it out, the pain. Oh, she, wait, hold on. She's saying she had a really, really bad pain. But it almost feels like a triangle from her shoulder blades to her forehead to her throat. Mm. And it was getting worse, she said. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was. I wonder if it was like a tumor or something. Yeah, because she started, you know, I thought it was either a stroke. I mean, she was literally walking sideways and then... You know, and she had a hard time navigating stairs, and, and then after a while, even the elevator. It, I know they said she went blind in one eye suddenly, so oh. something was pressing on something. Yeah, I think it must have been a tumor because I don't see the stroke. Like I don't feel the stroke. Not that it wasn't, but I don't. I just right. don't feel that. Oh. Oh well, I'm glad she's with your grandpa. That's yeah. Me. That's oh. awesome. Uh-huh. Thanks for calling, Kimberly. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks. Oh, that's awesome. I know, sweet little girl. I love it when they tell you who they're with on the other side. You know, that's really cool. I know. They often do that. Sometimes they do that first thing. Yeah, I've noticed that. What what is that? Is that just like to let us know or trying to figure that out actually a little bit because like sometimes yeah I mean whenever they bring up like the people they that they're with on the other side it's for two reasons it's one for them to say like hey like mom I'm I'm you know I'm I have company here I'm not alone I'm being taken care of right because that's 
can be a big issue for some people. Like, do, like, is, like, do they have family or do they have friends there? And then the other reason is that that person is on the other side is trying to get a message across to the people on earth that they're still watching over their lives mm-hmm. and that, and that they're taking care of their dog, but also that they're involved in like everything about their lives. But sometimes I think if it's like, it's also might just be like, I have this sort of thing. Like when I talk to deceased people or I mean deceased animals, there are general questions like, you know, was it the right time? How did you cross over? Who are you with? What are you doing there? And so sometimes I think I had it set in my head, so it just, like, it clicks in fast, you know? Yeah. Like that's one mm-hmm. of the first things I ask, so that's one of the first things they say. Right, right, right. If that makes was, sense. Yeah, I understand. Uh, well, uh, let's see what... Uh, Choo Choo has to say, who's our next caller. Um, and Choo Choo, the dog, passed away um, on July last year. Um, I think it was last year. Let's see. Um, oh, Marissa, was it last year or was it like a couple weeks ago? Uh, it was a couple weeks ago. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so Choo Choo passed away a couple weeks ago. And um, he's on uh, Facebook, yeah? You posted the yeah. picture? Okay. Yeah, there's a cute little picture of him. And uh, we, we uh, when he had lymphoma, and it happened really suddenly, and we tried to keep him alive, but we didn't put him on chemo. And when he died, it just happened, like, so suddenly that we didn't even, like, realize that he was that sick. So we wanted to know if he died peacefully because we didn't put him down. He just died in our home. Aw, I'm sad. Um, okay, let's get him and see how he's doing. Is it okay. Choo-Choo? Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Oh, Choo-Choo. So, Choo-Choo, honey, how are you doing? And I want to tell them that I died really peacefully. I floated like a bubble while tasting a tasty treat. It was like I had this yummy food in my mouth that I was savoring, and it just floated me to heaven. Oh. And when I got there, he said that when he got there, he met a sassy grandma there. (laughs) And the sassy grandma loves me. The other thing that I want to say is that I know my people miss me a lot. But I'm sitting with you all the time. I paw at you and I say, don't you feel me? I'm wiggling into your heart. And I try and say, let me get into your dreams. But it's not such an easy thing. But I think they feel me because they start crying and they say, choo-choo. So I know they feel me. Do you know what he's talking about? Yeah. And I was wondering if uh, his brother, if, like they knew or his brother knew that he was going to pass away that day because they were really close. And the day before, uh, I saw them together and they were just laying together. Oh, I'm going to ask Choo-Choo that. Okay. Choo-Choo, honey, did you tell your brother that you were going to pass? Did you know? Yeah, I totally knew. The reason how I knew it I kept feeling like I was leaving my body. And I kept having to anchor myself. My brother said to me, Why do you feel so funny? Every time I come near you, I feel like I'm near a fan. And I said, I think I'm leaving my body. And he said, How do you do it? Let me try. And he couldn't figure it out. 
So I had to leave him behind. But we had a talk, and I told him take care of my people, and I told him to pick flowers for them, but I don't know if he did it. He did it. <laughs> That's funny. Do you have little flowers out in your yard? Like, are there like little yellow flowers or something? Yeah, we do. Yeah, so he was saying that he wanted him to pick those little flowers for you. How cute is that? <laughs> and then I wanted to know if Choo Choo, because he was really close to my dad, if Choo Choo wants to say anything to my dad. Choo Choo, what do you want to say to your dad? I want to tell my dad, live on, buddy. I want to tell my dad, you listen to me. I'm your best friend and will always be your best friend. And you take care of your hippies. And you swing your hips and take care of your body. And I'm always your friend from above. That's hysterical. So, like, does your dad have a hip problem? What's, is your dad uh, well, hip in his knees, he has gout. Oh. So that's interesting. He's saying something about his hips. Like, I wonder if your dad needs to be adjusted by a chiropractor. Because, like, <laughs> maybe there's something going on with, like, his hips. If he loosened up his hips, maybe he'd have more circulation to his knees or something. Maybe. That's you like, should let you know, him know. Like, <laughs> I will. Yeah, Stretching of the knees, stretch. Maybe the circling is the stretching of the knees, and I thought. <laughs> tell him. Uh, make sure to tell your dad about that. Choo choo said that. <laughs> I will. Oh. So can you tell Choo Choo that we all love him? Yes, he knows, and he can hear you guys talking to him. That's really important for you to know. He can hear you talking to him, and he can see you. So oh, believe thank you. it. You feel Thanks, him. Marissa. That's so awesome. I I love it when animals like notice something. You know what I mean? Like Choo Choo must have noticed and kind of like felt his dad or or her dad's um you know hips or could see like in his walk or something maybe you know. Yeah, right. That something was going on. What did he say? Live on, buddy. <laughs> yeah, live on, buddy. Take care of that hippie. <laughs> I like the choice of words, too. Pretty cool. I know, it's funny because he said that he was a sassy grandma, but he sounds like the sassy one. I know. All right, we have Diane with Austin, the five-year-old, uh, five-year-old healer that had ACL surgery um, in June. So Austin's walking oh. better, but um, is there anything Diane can do to help? So let's talk to Diane. And Austin, you're on the air. Um, so Austin's doing better now? He is doing better. Um, it was a, It's a hard surgery. It's a hard recovery, and it's been really yeah. hard on him not moving around. And, and I just want to know if there's something more I can do to make him comfortable. And that's what I want to know. Okay, is he on Facebook by any chance or no? I did. I put a picture on this morning, and it said Austin, and it shows his shaved back leg. And he's on a cozy little bed. I don't know why I don't see him. I'm I looking. It's right under the talk show thing. It's a post chair. I put oh, it there. is under there? All right. There's okay. a cat there, too. Refresh, mm-hmm. refresh. It was this Probably about 10 o'clock I did it. I see it. Um, yeah, it's like sometimes it's all weird. Yeah, we sometimes like it switches for us. Um, we're looking, we're looking. I know, I hate to take up the time looking for it. So, remind me, tell me what he looks like again. He's a kind of a red mixed uh, uh, cattle dog, a healer. And um Oh, cute little face. <laughs> yeah, and we want to see, we want to see, um... I wish you could see him. I wanna... Oh, that's okay. It's all right. I don't need to see him. Um, 
you want to ask him, like, how he's feeling? Oh, I know there's something more I can do for him. I keep trying to take him on little walks. He's allowed to walk to the corner of that now. And I want to know if there's something more I can do or for him. I have a bed in every room I take him to on a leash. He's starting to be able to walk around the house without a leash. If I okay, could trust him not to run to the door. <laughs> oh, okay, let's get him. Okay. Thank you. One of the things that would help me is a thigh massage. I feel like my back thighs are cramping up. On which leg, Austin, is it cramping up? On the right one or the left hind? More the left hind. Is that his good leg or his bad leg? That's the that's the good leg. Somebody's taking the weight. Yeah, so he's overcompensating. So you just need to rub that leg to help it out a little bit. Okay. The other thing that I want to say, I want to have treats hidden in meat. Okay. It looks like like hamburger meat or something, like special treats hidden in ground hamburger meat. Have you ever done anything like that? I buy the rolls and I cut them up and I stick them in a, like a little football for them, but I don't know if that's what it means. I put them inside Wait, of it. what is it, did you say? What is it, was it? What is it? They're the natural balance, the, the turkey rolls, and I cut them up because they're healthy, and then I stick it inside this little football, and he has to get it out. I don't know if that's what it is. I haven't done that lately. Cause Let me ask him if that's it. Are you giving okay. him any, like, meds or anything that you were hiding in meat? Cause I'm oh, I do put his meds. Oh, he's on a lot of meds, and I put him in a little pocket of these medicines. That, yeah, I put him in pocket things. It works so good. The vet had given me I those. I think he's pockets. saying that he wants some of that medicine and hamburger meat, but, like, he might be needing food with them is probably what he's saying. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, he probably needs food for his stomach. I think that's what it is. You know, that natural balance roll is filled with sugar. It's not as healthy as they Oh, well, that's what we treat anyway. It's not a history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but the medicine, I always give it to him when I feed him. He never gets it on an empty tummy. Okay, let me ask him. Is it the nat- Austin, is it the natural balance roll that you want in, like, a toy or are you wanting, like, a certain type of supplement or, or medicine in meat? He wants that tasty treat medicine in in meat. Okay. Oh, thank you. Do you know what he's talking about? Is there, like, a supplement that's in, like, that's like a wafer or something? I do. I have a wafer I give him every day with that glucosamine. Oh, so he wants, like, double of that, but in hamburger meat. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, gosh, okay. Probably because it smells, though, too, the hamburger meat. I think he's bored. I think so. You know, like, so. but also he's bored. And also he just I wants hamburger meat. meat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He deserves and it. Finding, he wants to play finding games. Oh, I could do that. I think I could do that with his like finding. And he said that you could put on like, um, like sports TV for dogs, like agility or. Okay. Any kind of fun, fun shows with dogs on it. Now the thing with TV, like when dogs ask for TV or when animals ask for TV, they can watch the TV two different ways. They can actually like watch the TV, like physically watch the TV, or if you're watching the TV, they can pick it up from your mind. So, like, just if they're in the same room with you and they don't look, appear to be watching the TV, they could be watching it through you. Oh, so, thank you. I'll have to find some kind of shows. <laughs> I keep seeing police dog shows, too. <laughs> Tell my mom I'm thankful she's taking care of me. Oh. How long is it so I can run? I want to know that, too. 
Well, well it's, been a, it's been a month, right? It's been a month it's since been the surgery. Six weeks, so, and he's walking now. We can do 20-minute walks, so I can add five minutes on. I think next month he'll they'll start having him walk in soft sand or something like that. It's a slow process. But yeah, usually it takes I about think, three months, right? Yeah, it'll be about, well, be, September 9th will be three months. So Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, it's You're such a tough there, thing. Halfway yeah. there. Halfway oh. there. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for calling in. Thank awesome. you for all your help. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, Diane. Yeah, that's a tough recovery, those three months. I know. Your it's... little girl did it, huh? Yeah, Ripley. She just. And, you know, when you have, like, a healer, I'm sure, is very active. Um, know, like, Ripley right. was super active. And so when they're, like, not able to go out, it's, like, so terrible. I feel so bad for them. I know. It yeah. was interesting when he wanted, like, things to smell and games to find. You know, he's really yeah. smart. Yeah, that's really smart. So keeping active in a different way than running. Right. Though. Playing, you know, you, regularly. You taught Ripley things, didn't you? Yeah, I think. I mean, you know, um, my ex John, you know, used to teach her all kinds of things. So mm. she knows a lot because he teaches her a lot and he plays with her a lot. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Next, we have Chelsea with Delilah, who's a four-year-old uh, bulldog pug. She lives in. Uh, the home now, but why does she fight with the female dogs? Oh, maybe she has four dogs. Maybe it's not four. <laughs> Let me find out exactly. So wait, Chelsea, tell us, the, you have four other dogs or four dogs altogether? No. Um, my question was why uh, she's actually, like, my only dog in the house. We have some okay. other, we have other cats. But my question was why does she fight with female dogs? Because we are her third home in the last month or two um and at the first two I, w- I was able to find them and contact them and ask them why like they had to give her up and it was because she was fighting with their female dogs and oh. i mean i guess it was pretty viciously so we don't have any other dogs but um i guess i would just like to know you know is there anything i can because, I mean, it's, I know that's a lot of stress for an animal to go through to change homes that quickly, especially because she was with her, her original owner for four years, and then, you know, she gave her to this other lady who gave this to this couple, who gave it to us. Gave and her to so, us. have you seen her with other dogs? Um, I ha- We've taken, you know, taken her to the park a lot, and she walks by other dogs just fine. She doesn't seem to have any aggression towards them. But the previous two owners say that they had to give her up because of the aggression she was having with other female dogs. And were those other female dogs in her home or out and about? Yeah. Because that's a big... They were in her home. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe you will never see a problem. Maybe it's just when she has to share a home with them. Okay. You know? Uh, yeah. But let's talk to her. Let's talk to her. But what's really important for everyone to know is that just because an animal has behavioral problems with other people doesn't necessarily mean she's going to exhibit them with you. Because if you're a different type of owner and you're watching her and you get to know her signals of when she's uncomfortable and you can pull her away and redirect her and give her another positive thing to do, then you might be cutting it off at the head. Some people don't have any like any site for it and they can't see it and there's tons of signs where people could have stopped it and they didn't. So, um, so you're doing the right thing by calling me, but I, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to call a humane dog trainer too and say, Hey, can you meet me at the dog park and just tell me what you, what you observe from her with the other dogs? Cause maybe they're, they might see something that you don't see that can help you so that this doesn't happen again. And I mean, it's totally possible she can get over it completely. But let's ask her, like, like what was your, like, like what happened with those other dogs? And are, like, do you not like female dogs in general? Or, what you know, what's the story? Like, what happened there? And I guess I'd also like to know just how she likes it here and stuff like that. She's been here about a week, so, yeah. 
Oh my God, so cool that you have her. And um, and also, you know, since you've rescued her, you have to be really like less is more. So you don't want to take her to the dog park for like an hour. It's gonna that's gonna be way too long, and you might see more of um, her brain might crash. You just kind of want to do mm-hmm. less is more for the next few months while she gets settled with you. And that's for any rescue dog. Um, yeah. But let's, let's get her and see what she says. She's so cute. I love this picture of her. And I love her name, Delilah. I love that name. Delilah, honey. Do you hear me? These people are nice. They're calm with me. They say to me, do you like this? And they scratch me on the side of my head. (laughs) I kind of like how they touch me. She says sometimes you tell her that she needs to be nice and that she needs to sit down. Do you ask her to sit when you put on her leash or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's something new for me. Because usually people have too many eyes. What do you mean people have too many eyes? They don't focus on me. Sometimes I get mad at other dogs. When they smell really funny and get up into my face. I don't like smelly dogs in my face. So what she's saying is, when a dog spends too long at her face, that makes her uncomfortable. So that's something you can watch for. If another dog is sticking around her head, pull her away yeah. or call her away or get her to her or the other dog to move to the butt so that they can do that handshake. So yeah. listen to life. When that happens, it's not okay to attack the other dog. That's overkill, honey. It's overkill. You lick and yawn and you blink your eyes and you turn and you walk away. And if you have to do anything at all, you growl or snarl and see if they'll walk away that way. But don't attack them, okay? It's not okay when you attack another dog. That's really, it makes it, makes it very, very difficult. Yeah, people get scared. They say, look how strong Delilah is. They say, oh, my God, Delilah's crazy. But I say I'm not crazy. I was just a little mad. <laughs> well, that says a lot, too, right? Because it says that yeah. that Delilah, that once she's pushed to her limit, she reacts mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, she's, so, she's- so we got to watch that, that she doesn't get pushed to the limit. So I want you to watch for signs of, like, her body freezing, her mouth closing, her eyes getting big. If you start to see that, pull her away. Get her away. Okay. Okay, Delilah, and, you're going to listen to your people. Well, and I was going to ask you, Laura, yeah, I was going to ask you, um, maybe we should, like, remind our listeners about the calming signals and all that. Oh, good idea. Okay, so animals have what we call calming signals, and calming signals are body language that animals use to calm themselves, communicate with other animals, and they use these calming signals to communicate with people as well. We love these signals. We want to see these signals all the time. A well-socialized dog is going to be doing the calming signals all the time, or animal, cat, bird, you know, everything. So some of these signals are blinking of the eyes, licking the mouth, like licking their own mouth, yawning, looking and looking away, sitting down, lying down, holding up a paw can be one, coming to you at an arc is one, fake sniffing, like they put their head down to sniff, Um, shaking, like they're shaking off a lot of stress or excitement. It looks like they're shaking off water. Usually see that after a big barking frenzy or big play session. Um, and well, did I say mm-hmm. sitting down, lying down? Well, um, so what we can do 
is when we see these signals, we can praise them, praise the animals. Good calming, good licking, good yawning, and just mark the behavior so that they know that they've done something good and it gets them to think, huh, what am I doing? Why am I getting praised? And, oh, I actually feel better when I'm doing those things. Now, and cats, oh, yeah, cats also groom themselves, can do, like, fake grooming. So lack of calming, so behaviors where we have to watch it because it's going to get bad, is closing of the mouth, leaning on the front paws, body getting stiff, eyes getting bulging, like eyes getting wide, eyes staring, or eyes sort of not being able to focus at all, like darting all around. Um, and then from there, it can go into any type of fear behavior, like a fear cower, a fear run away. You can go into fear aggression. It can go into any fooling around behaviors where all of a sudden the dog is, like, playing. Usually you see that with puppies. They're just, like, playing wild and you can't get their attention. And people think, oh, my dog's just being stubborn. He's, like, just playing, ignoring me. But what's actually happening is he's confused and breaking down and just acting crazy. Or it can go into any form of a territorial aggression or aggression, snarling, barking, lunging, hackles going up, all those things. So, um so what we can do is when we see them closing their mouth and staring and leaning on the front paws, we can redirect them and we can actually put a treat in front of their nose and teach them to look away or look at me or we can just call them to us and then praise them for doing one of those calming signals. Old school dog trainer at that time will jerk the dog because they're anticipating a bad behavior and they'll jerk the dog and punish them. That, I believe, can be very, very dangerous because then you're teaching the dog not to give their signal or not to, not to, to have that in-between time, and later on the dog might go right into the aggression rather than having that freeze time. Does that make sense? So you're, so you're saying, like, they used to jerk them before they had time to, like, kind of let the other person or animal or whatever know, like, hey, I'm, like... yeah. Like, I'm going to freak out if you don't step away or whatever. Exactly, exactly. Because sometimes when they freeze and their mouth closes and they got that staring eye, like a, like a dominant dog might do that, who's not really going to be aggressive, and the other dog will just turn away and, or walk away, and then it's all diffused. You see right. that with, like, mama, mama dogs teaching the younger ones or an older dog teaching a younger one. They'll use a stern eye contact or you know, a sniff or something to say, hey, you know, knock it off. And then the dog will, the other dog will relax. I see. So exactly. I see. And the other thing with old school dog training a lot of the times is that they're not paying attention to the calming signals. And the dog would have just lunged and sort of got themselves back together and then maybe licked and looked away. And then, you know, the timing is off and then you jerk the dog and then you literally just jerk the dog for conning themselves not for the lunge right so, and, it teaches, and it teaches the dog not to be not to feel safe with their handler too because we really want our dogs that when they're fearful that they turn to us for guidance and they say hey you know what do i what do i need to do yeah not yeah. to say that you can never say no to a dog or tell a dog to knock it off i mean if a dog is getting naughty you know do it with a yeah. voice and eye contact mm-hmm well, thank you for that, and thanks for Chelsea and Delilah for calling in. Um, yeah, keep those calming signals in mind and all that stuff. I think that would be helpful for Delilah. So, I know. She's so cute. She looks like a little bandit with her little – you did you see the picture of her eyes? She looks – No, I have like, She has, like, these brown – she's white, mm-hmm. and she has these brown masks around her eyes. She looks like a little bandit. <laughs> Yeah, I can't find it. I don't know what's going. It's like hard to find animals on the page today for some I know, reason. It can be, and the more people are posting, the harder it's find to find. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go to our next caller, who is, I think, Dana, who would like to ask you a question about your household. So, Dana, what's your question? Well. In one of the radio station, uh, shows, Laura mentioned that her yard is a no-kill zone, and I have two cats and a bluebird's nest, and I'm wondering how do you make your yard a no-kill zone? Well, 
do a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I really just sat down with my cats and my dogs, and I've spoken to them over and over again about how we need to respect all creatures and that this okay. this yard needs to be really, really safe for everyone to come and visit because we have squirrels and we have, you know, all types of birds and and um, that they have to respect the other one's spirit. In the beginning, especially when the cats were younger, we did have some, you know, dead lizards, dead little rodents. And, um, and then I had to explain to them, you know, it's like what happens when you kill them? Did you notice that their spirit was leaving their body and that we don't have the right to, um, we don't have the right to take, to, make that decision and to just for fun because mine were doing it just for fun. You know, mm-hmm. and the same with exactly. when I had a wolf dog, they were chasing just for fun. Um, occasionally the animals will talk, will, will actually, like a lot of cats, they just, they feel better when they eat, when they hunt and they eat raw meat. And so mm-hmm. when that's the situation, my, my guys get raw meat. So, but if that's the situation, if they're hunting for food, then it's up to the humans to supply that raw meat for them so that they don't have to get it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're okay with them. I mean, there are times where there have been places where I've been okay, you know, where I've lived on ranches or I've lived on big mm-hmm. areas, and I've been okay about, like, okay, if you want to eat it, go ahead and catch it and you can eat it. I mean, I'm a vegetarian, right. but they're, they're carnivores, you know, but you can't play mm-hmm. with them. Playing with them is really scary. And so what you want to do is just vision, envision, like, how that being would feel and how, and if it's, you know, the other thing is what I've done is when, if there's been a situation where, like, I'm trying to think about exactly a situation, but I'm going to sort of make one up so that because I can't think of exactly a situation. But for let's say Luca's playing with another dog, and another dog gets really rough with him, and sort of like chases him down and like stalks him and then throws him down on the ground, and he's really scared. I ha- I would say something to him like that is how the squirrel would feel when you're chasing after him, and so that's not mm. fair to do that to the squirrel. Does that make sense? Yes. No. It does. It does make really good sense. And then, and then, what about wild animals coming in and getting my cats? Is there a way to kind of reach out to the wild animals, like coyotes and cougars and things that live around? Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one too. And I mean, when I moved many, many years ago, I lived on a big ranch. I mean, I've lived on lots of ranches, but this ranch in particular, I moved in and nobody had lived there for a long time. It was 150 acres, and and so I was moving with my two dogs, my wolf hybrid and Stormy, and my cat, my two cats, and I was really, and my bunny, and, you know, I had a lot of animals that went outside, and I was, I, I was very nervous about the coyotes because the coyotes made it very clear that it was their territory and they had surrounded my dogs. And, um, oh. and I had told them that this was a no-kill zone, that they were not allowed to get my cats, that they were, mm-hmm. my cats would be in at nighttime and they were welcome to come. And I would put out water for them. And there was one coyote who was chased away from the um, from the pack, and I told that coyote that if he got starving, I would feed him a chicken leg quarter. And if he came to my house, and he would come like every three to five weeks and yip outside my window after dark, and I would throw him a chicken leg quarter. And even when I moved from that ranch, I still went and fed him. I mean, I shouldn't be saying that I feed the wildlife on here. No, but um, I understand, yeah. But that's what I did to keep my animals safe, because he he could not, he couldn't hunt for himself, and he didn't, you know, and and he didn't take advantage of it. He didn't come every day. You know, he didn't, he really only came when he was hungry. Um, yeah, that's, but yeah. I, 
definitely did say, I will chase, like, with those coyotes, we battled it for a while. Like, I, I was like, we will chase you away during the day. And I, I went after them in my Jeep. I, you know, put mm-hmm. the wolf hybrid out. She ended up being friends with them. The wolf hybrid ended up, she was really dog aggressive, but she ended up playing with the coyotes. Hmm. But but we were, I felt safe with my cats out during the day because we did that. Okay. So, I mean, okay. you just yeah, kind of no, have I to. Have... And I had another friend that lived up sort of on that mountain, too. She was an, an older lady. She was, like, in her 70s, and she she had the same sort of deal with the animals up there, and she had troughs of water, and she fed them, huh, too. That's, yeah, I'll try that. That's really interesting. I have... Um, well, there's a field beside my house, and on the other side of the field, I've seen a cougar in the last few weeks, and we have coyotes, and my neighbor saw a wolverine. So a lot of things see my kitty cats. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whoa. I mean, I think, too, it's like it's dangerous for them to come that close, animals like that, so mm-hmm. I would even set it after them. If you come that close to the neighborhood, people will shoot you. Because it's true, yeah. like if you, it, especially like a cougar, if you start killing mm-hmm. domestic animals, you will be hunted down and shot. Because it's probably yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty rural, so we have even grizzly bears nearby. But but yeah, no, this is really really helpful. Thank you so much. I I appreciate this very much. Especially, I really want to oh, protect I, the little bluebirds. So, yeah, I really don't want to pass these bluebirds either. So, yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, the thing is, too, to tell, like, your cats about the other, the animals is, like, never trust a coyote. I mean, the coyotes are the tricksters. I mean, sometimes they look like they're going to be your friend. Mm-hmm. So you got to warn the cats about that, too. And I would, like, really show your cats, this is what it looks like. And that's, my guys are very, very, like, savvy. And I would tell them, this is what it's like when you get hunted by a coyote and you will die and it will be scary. And mm-hmm. they, I'm like, you have got to have eyes on the back of your head. You've got to always be looking. And they mm-hmm. they were. But they did have run-ins. Like my Makia, my white cat, she she had a run-in with a bear. And um, and Joey, he had my old cat that passed away, he had a run-in with a coyote and Umaya saved him, and, you know, so that's kind of the risk we take when we have outdoor animals, too. Yeah, yeah, but I think they're way happier being able to go outside. Me, too. Yeah. Me, No, that's so, I appreciate that so much. I'm I'm actually going to call you for an hour session, too, and talk to you about my horses, so that'll take too long. Oh, me, too. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. No, I want to live where she lives. I know. I'm like, where are you living where there are cougars and bears and wolverines? And I mean, it's like, wow. I don't even know what a wolverine is. What is a wolverine? I don't know. I thought that was like a superhero. I know, right? Me too. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. What's that movie with Wolverine? What was that movie? Yeah, it's like a it's Where it's a like comic it's a comic book. I know, and all the kids have psychic powers. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, people in the chat room are talking about what kind of wildlife they have, and Cat Love says they have some foxes squatting there at their house. They come visit the, their cat. <laughs> And uh, some people say they have possums. Yeah, my house is just, I have possums all the time. Oh, you do? Yeah, possums and skunks, pretty much. That's what's in my neighborhood, and coyotes as well. But Oh, right. You know, Bean, did I tell you this last week that Bean came in and she was really scared? Did you hear about that? No. So Bean... Yeah, so Bean, my bunny, she's outside in the yard. She goes outside in the yard all day long. I kept her inside today because it's going to be so hot. But she goes she goes outside all day long. And, like, one, one day I came home, like, in the middle of the day, and she's in her pen. And there's, like, poop and pee all over her pen, which is so not like her. She usually just goes in her litter box. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not like her to be in in the middle of the day either. And I said, you know, I was like, oh, my God, Bean, like, what's wrong? And she said, a small animal jumped on me. It looked like a rodent. And at first I thought it was Felix. I said, was it Felix? <laughs> then she said, no, it wasn't Felix, but it was like a small animal, and it was like trying to bite my back. Oh. Uh. Like, what is that? Like, is it a rat or a possum? I'm like, mm-hmm. go after Bean because she's so big. Yeah. So what was I it? was like, I don't know what it was, but, like, I spent, like, two days, like, telling whatever's outside, you are not allowed to go after the bunny, and, like, I'm going to trap you if you go after the bunny. Like, I'm really mad. Like, that's yeah. her yard. And mm-hmm. she's been going out for the last week, and she's been okay. Oh, that's good. She hasn't, she hasn't had any run-ins. Oh, good. But I asked wow. Serafina, because Serafina hangs outside with her, and Serafina goes, maybe it's one of those wood rats, but we've had the wood rats for so long, and I mean, I don't know why they would jump on Bean. I mean, Bean's big. She's like 12 pounds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's not, she's heavier than the cat. And she's sure it wasn't Felix. No, I thought, like, hmm, is that Felix who did it? But Felix <laughs> was kind of scared of her, so I don't think so. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, I'm glad she's okay. You didn't see any marks on her or anything. No, there were no marks on her, but she was so scared. And, like, literally, like, her whole pen was poop. Uh, yeah. It's so unusual, you know, because, like, that's what they do to mark their area. And then she's yeah. peed by the, by the entranceway to her pen. So she, mm. like, marked the doorway to her pen. Wow. I was like, wow, Bean. She was, like, you were really freaked out. She was yeah. really freaked out. Oh. Well, I'm glad she's, she's so, back out. I love her. She's so bummed it's so hot because I kept her inside. <laughs> oh, Beans. Uh, okay, well, um, he said to wake him. So I that know. Wake him. A little while ago, he stood up. And he's smiling at me, and he goes, I'm ready for words of wisdom. I said, well, we're not ready yet. <laughs> Is he asleep again? Yeah, he's asleep. Do you want oh. me, honey? It's word Hold time up. for words of wisdom, everyone, from it's Storm King. wisdom time, baby. Are you listening? What do you want to say? Look, he looks like he's... I wish I could video him and show you what he looks like when I wake him up. Maybe I'll do that. Okay, Stormy, honey, so tell me, what's your words of wisdom? What's your words of wisdom? Is I still on the phone with you? Yeah, honey, yes. it's the radio show. Remember? Tell I I think she's really special. <laughs> this is not and words I've been of wisdom. A lot about her, and I just think she has a really big heart. And I know that she puts other people before herself. And I think she should have a spa day. (laughs) And she should bring her best friend that has no issues and go on spa day. (laughs) And when she's there, she can think of me and know that I think she's cool. I mean, I think that that's worth wisdom for everyone, don't you? Like, yes. take care of yeah, yourself. And, of course. You know? I love that he love personalized it. <laughs> bring a friend that has no issues. Hmm. So you're not at spa day listening to someone else's problems. That's really funny. That's yeah, really yeah, funny for many personal reasons, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, Everyone should have a spa day, right? I know. Well, I don't like people touching me, so I'm not good at spa day. Right. Well, you have, you know, these are like problems of a pet psychic. Right. You're too sensitive. Yeah, I'm too sensitive. I pick up everybody's stuff. But spa day sounds good for you, but I wouldn't mind hanging out at the hot tub and pool and get juiced all day long. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Stormy says, Mom, you have to work. <laughs> Why? He's like, no spot A for you, Mom. You get to work. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that's really funny. Well, join us next week on the Pet Psychic Radio Show here on blogtalkradio.com. Until then, you can go to thepetpsychic.com for all things animal communication. And we will see you all next week. Talk to the animals. Bye, everyone. Talk to the animals. Thank you.